Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Friday, everyone. We are looking at the five purposes that God has created us for, and presently we are looking at the third one, and that is that we would become like Christ. The process that God uses to make us more and more like Jesus is called discipleship, and we have looked at the different things that God uses in this process. And presently, we are looking at three unexpected tools that God uses to make us more and more like himself. The first is trouble. And yesterday, we began to see that he also uses temptation. And even though temptation is designed by Satan in order to hurt us, as we respond to it correctly, that which Satan intended as a stumbling stone actually becomes a stepping stone into being more and more like Christ. God uses temptation to teach us to obey him. Now we saw several things yesterday, that it's not a sin to be tempted, that we're all tempted in common ways, and that we will never outgrow temptation. It will just be something that will be part of our life as long as we're on this earth. So we need to respond the same way that Jesus did in Matthew 4 and verse 10 when he was tempted He said, get out of here, Satan. The scriptures say, worship only the Lord God, obey only him. Now, I want you to see something here. Temptations are always a test of what you love the most in your life. When we're tempted in the area of money, well, the test is, do you love God more or do you love money? When you're tested in the area of friends, well, do I love my friend more or do I love God more? When you're tested in the area of some kind of physical lust, the test is whether you love that particular pleasure more than you love God. So it's always a matter of what do you love the most. Now, of course, this is why some people are tempted in an area and another person would not be tempted in that area at all. You see, temptations always point to our weakest area. And so when you are tempted, realize now God wants me to grow in love for him in this area. And as I look to him and I overcome this temptation, actually I am showing my love more for God than I am for this particular temptation. And so that which Satan has meant to destroy us actually causes Christ's life to be enhanced in us. Obeying God, saying yes to God is a matter of love. It's not a matter of duty. Jesus tells us, if you love me, obey my commands. Now let me go on and share a couple of practical things to help you to overcome temptation when it comes your way. The first thing, keep focused on good thoughts. Philippians 4 and verse 8 says, Fix your thoughts on what is true and good and right. If you're going to overcome temptation, you need to fix your thoughts on the Lord. You cannot hold a thought of temptation and a thought of loving the Lord in your mind at the same time. We need to overcome evil with good. 
You see, this is where we fall down many times. Many people try to resist the thought of temptation. And actually, that is one of the worst things that you can do because it causes you to focus upon the temptation. And it emphasizes a negative aspect where you're saying, I don't want to do this, I can't do this, I want to do it, but I can't do this. And when you get into this spiritual tug-of-war with Satan, usually he wins. You see, the Bible says to resist the devil and he will flee from you. But it doesn't tell us to resist the thought of temptation. What should we do then? Ignore it. Turn your mind to something else. Refocus. Fix your thoughts on whatever is true and good and right, the scripture tells us. So if you're in this tug-of-war with Satan, just drop the rope. Walk away. Think about something different. I tell you, this is a tremendous insight in overcoming temptation. Because Satan wants you to focus on the temptation. God wants us to focus upon him. So don't fall into Satan's snare where he tries to get you to battle temptation. And so then he has you. He has your attention. And he begins to play with you. Don't play his game. Just turn to God. Begin to think about something different. Begin to quote a scripture verse. This one in Philippians 4.8 is a good one. Or begin to turn your thoughts on the goodness of God and what he's done in your life and all that he has done for you. And you'll find that you overcome evil with good. In other words, don't fight the darkness. Just turn on the light. Don't be there trying to grapple with the darkness to throw it out of the room. You'll never be able to do that. But just switch on the light. Just turn your mind towards the things of God. That's why Romans chapter 8 tells us, they that walk in the Spirit keep their minds fixed on the things of the Spirit. So keep your mind on things above and you'll find that temptations will lose their strong appeal. Now the second practical thing you can do in overcoming temptation is to get a spiritual partner. Listen to what Ecclesiastes 4 verses 9 and 10 say. You're better off to have a friend than to be all alone. If you fall, your friend can help you up. Listen, you're not meant to live your spiritual life on your own. There will be times when you fall. And it's so much better to have a friend there that will help you get up. You know, the Bible says one will put a thousand to flight, but two will put ten thousand to flight. Is it possible that you may be able to handle a thousand temptations on your own? But with someone alongside, you could overcome ten thousand temptations? You see, when we're overcoming the enemy, it's so much better to have two than just one. The scripture says that a threefold cord is not easily broken. And so as you intertwine your life with others and you have a spiritual accountability partner, someone that you confess your sins to, someone that you ask to check up on you and to pray for you, as you do this, you're going to find that you will be so much stronger than what you would be on your own. So let's turn the table on Satan. When he brings temptations to trip us up, let us turn to God that it will actually propel us more into the ways of the Lord. Now let's look at the third thing that God uses to perfect his character within us. We've said the first is trouble, the second is temptation, and the third is when wrongs are done against you. 
God uses the times when people trespass against us to teach us to forgive. Now, what is a trespass? Well, trespasses are situations designed by other people intended to hurt us. Now, see how these three things work together? We said trials are situations designed by God to draw us closer to Him. Temptations are situations designed by Satan to draw us away from God. And trespasses are situations designed by other people intended to hurt us. But you see, it doesn't matter how it comes, why it comes, who designed it. The scripture says that he will work all things together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. Listen, when you set your heart to say, I want God's purposes done in me. I want his character to be formed within me. I want to think like Christ thought. I want to act like he did. Listen, when you set your heart in that purpose, the scripture says he will work all things together for good. So he even uses the trespasses and the wrongs done against you in order to make you more like Christ. You see, there are people in this world who will intentionally hurt you. And what are we to do in response? Well, Jesus told us in the Lord's Prayer that we're to pray, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Now, I tell you, this is a tough one. It's one thing to handle trouble and handle temptation, but it's another thing to bear the hurt of other people without retaliation. I would say without a doubt, it's the most important and the most difficult step that you will ever face in becoming like Jesus Christ. Because trespasses against us involves being misunderstood, being criticized, being judged, being hurt physically or emotionally or verbally. It involves abuse. Now let me quickly say, these things are not good. These are evil things. And God is not the author of evil. And God doesn't cause these things to happen. God hates sin. But he didn't protect his own son Jesus from these things. Jesus was misunderstood and hurt and judged and abused. So if we're going to be like Christ, why do we think that we're not going to experience these things? And if we're going to be like Jesus, we're going to have to go through the very things that he went through. And he endured enormous abuse from people. Listen to what people hurled at him when he was on the cross. Matthew 27, 39 says, The people passing by shook their heads and hurled insults at Jesus. And the elders made fun of him. Even the bandits who had been crucified with him insulted him in the same way. And what was his response? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. 1 Peter 2 and 23 says, They called him every name in the book, and he said nothing back. He suffered in silence, intent to let God set things right. What did Jesus do when all of this came towards him? He yielded his right to get even. He absorbed the hurt. He put up with the pain. And he responded to evil with good. Now that's what Jesus did. Now, if we're going to grow up spiritually and be like Christ, we're going to have to learn to do the same thing. Listen, we are living on earth. This is not heaven. And you are going to experience in some kind of degree the same things that Jesus went through. We're not immune to being misunderstood and being lied about and being abused in some way. What are we going to do when this happens? 
We have to learn to respond in the same way that Jesus responded, if we're going to be like him, if his character is to be seen in us. Listen, we may have heard the expression, to err is human, but to forgive is divine, and that is absolutely true. The only way we're going to learn to forgive is when we go through these kinds of situations. And so if we're going to be like Christ, and we're going to have this aspect of forgiveness manifested in our life, then we're going to have to go through these kind of experiences that allow us to understand and draw on God's power and begin to be able to forgive others as Christ forgave. This is what we're called to. Well, I see our time has gone so quickly, and we'll try to finish this up when we continue on Monday. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children, youth, and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose in life. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.